Hello, everyone, and welcome to our March Explorer Call from Ira. I'm Janine Stanley. I am your host and the Director of Customer Communications. And tonight we have a full house to talk about a lot of things. Joining us tonight, our CEO, Troy Attilio. Hi, Troy. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. <laughs> uh, Sandy Marcus, who is our VP of Marketing. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me, Janine. Awesome. We have Jody Barthel, our product manager. Hi, Janine. Hi, everyone. And we have Savannah Massey, who is our VP of Service Delivery. Hi, Savannah. Thanks, Janine. Excited to be here. We have our amazing producer, Sid, with us. Hey, Sid. Hi, Janine. Hi, everybody. And tonight we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Mike May from Good Maps. And Mike will be talking with us here in a few minutes all about CSUN and uh, the buzzword from CSUN. All righty. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Sandy, we have some news from Ira to get us going here. And uh, let's see what's going on in the world of Ira. Sure. So I won't talk about CSUN. As Janine said, we've got Mike as a guest. Thanks for joining us, Mike and Troy, uh, even though I was there. I'll leave that to them. <laughs> I do want to just let everybody know uh, Savannah was at South by Southwest, which is now, I think, two weeks ago, participating in a great panel all about future-proofing one's workplace. And as you all know, Employment is empowerment. We care so deeply about workplace accommodations. So she was part of a great group of people talking about inclusive design and systems and experiences and how leaders need to think differently and think in a way that leads them to action about inclusivity in the workplace. So awesome. there's what we have to say about events. Obviously, we'll get to summer conventions in a little while. The other couple of things that we wanted to tell you about, uh, we've got some news from Envision. Uh, both Troy and Mike will be participating in an event this Friday with the team from Envision Glasses. It's taking place at the Lighthouse in San Francisco. And surprise, surprise, it will be all about inclusive innovations and understanding the future of the workplace. So if you're in San Francisco, or maybe I should say near San Francisco, um, if you go to the Envision website, letsenvision.com slash in in, uh, you'll be able to register. And if you're not local to San Francisco, you can participate in a subset of the event via Zoom. And information on how to register for the Zoom subset is also on that same webpage, letsenvision.com slash in in, like innovation, innovation, I N I N. And then two more things that we're excited to tell you about. But for wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, but wait, there's more. Anybody who's planning summer travel, we have a new airport as part of our airport access partner community. And that's Albany in upstate New York. So All if right. you're planning on going upstate, maybe heading to the Adirondacks or the Finger Lakes, oh, and you're yeah. flying, you can now use Ira in the Albany airport. Goodness, we've got a couple then, airports up there. We've got Buffalo and Albany. Wow. 
there you go. We've got all of upstate covered and upstate New York. For those of us on the East Coast, upstate New York is a great big land. I think for people who live in the middle of the country or the West Coast, you're probably laughing at me now. Um, I'm in Massachusetts, which, which is teeny tiny. Uh, and then the final uh, thing before I pass it, not thing, sorry, the final announcement before I pass it back to Janine. I mean, this one's not new, but just a reminder for anybody who does their banking with Bank of America, or if you're looking for a new bank, maybe consider Bank of America, also part of our IRA Access Partner Network. You can try banking with an IRA agent in branch or at an ATM. And Bank of America is all over, I think, North and North, I won't say Central America, I'm not positive, mm -hmm. but certainly all over North America. So Definitely. if you're, if you're already a client, you can use IRA, just a friendly reminder. And if you're looking for new banking, or you want banking, where you can use IRA, certainly try B of A. And I think, Janine, that is everything. So again, um, event where you get to hear from Troy and Mike this Friday with our good friends from Envision. Check it out at letsenvision.com slash in in. Back to you, Janine. All right. And uh, there was a bit of an announcement this past week as we kicked off our time at CSUN. Our new app is out in both iOS and Android for you to use out in the public. And to talk a little bit about the new app, I'm going to bring on Jody, our product manager. And Jody, this was a, it, it was a long time in the making, but well worth it, apparently, from the, the, uh, the reaction of everyone. Let's talk a little bit about the new app, Ira Explorer. Yeah, thanks so much, Janine. Um, it has been so wonderful um, to hear everyone's feedback on the new app. One of the new features um, that the team and I have really been enjoying, even for ourselves, is the part where at the end of a call, you can not only rate an agent, you can also rate the app um, and give us comments and feedback on that. Um, and I think last month when we spoke, we talked a lot about the, the features um, with the Android experience. We now have that on iOS. Um, so if you haven't downloaded, it's the Iro Explorer app. Um, we would love for you all to go out and try it um, and leave that feedback. We are looking at it every single day. Um, and just so I think we spoke last month too about um, the Flutter code base yep. and what that allows us to do. Yeah, it's amazing. And so what it allows us to do is iterate and give you all more timely updates. And um, the announcement today that I can share with you all is that we heard great feedback. Um, you know, it's great to always hear, especially as a, a product person and my development team, we love to hear all the things that are great, but to hear those pain points and how we can make it better was they, we heard loud and clear that we wanted a new way to attach the feature where you can add a file before the call so that you're not going back and forth with an agent. Um, we heard really loud and clear that you also wanted the ability to add a photo on iOS, which works in, in Android that way. So we are going ahead and building that and you should have that um, probably by next week, Ooh. which is really exciting. Yeah. Ooh. Very um, nice. So just showing that, you know, that, that, that we are listening to that feedback and everything that you can put. A couple other things is um, Magic Tap will be available um, to end the calls. That's coming. Yay. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then um, we also are switching some of the, we've heard that um, knowing when your next call available is is free or not can be a little serving. So we're, we've moved the order of that and to see if that helps that. So I'm um, looking for feedback on that. Um, 
Yeah. And other than that, and also hearing, like I said, the great things we also did discover just thing to know that we are very much aware that there is, um, pictures are blurry and it's affecting certain iPhone 14 models like the pro. So we're currently investigating that. Um, but if you're experiencing any issues with that, if you have one of the newer iPhones, we would suggest that you continue to use the legacy app. Um, until we announce that we have a fix for that. But other versions of older iPhones, anything other than a 14 um, are, are, are working. So that is what we have on that end. Um, like I said, I would really, we really appreciate all of your feedback in the app so we can hear that we're doing that daily because as I've told you all, we are building with you, not for you. <laughs> it's very <laughs> important for the team. Um, and also um, anyone who can leave reviews in the app store, it'd be very helpful as well for us um, to get that going and, and kicking off. So awesome. that's it from my end. All right. And I have a couple questions that people have submitted. Do you or should you uh, uninstall the Ira Legacy app? And why do we have two apps in the app store? That's something people have been asking quite a bit since last Tuesday. Yeah, we're not getting rid of legacy um, as of now. Um, it was very important, especially knowing the cognitive load for folks to get a new app. So we actually kind of fought Apple a little bit on that and really advocated <laughs> why um, we wanted to make sure that everyone had access to both. So we do not suggest deleting both. Um, play with both so we can get that feedback. You can do both versions. Um, you'll notice that there are certain features that are there and certain that aren't in both. So keep that. And like I said, um, it's brand new. So especially when you think about that new iPhone that I just said, that's a perfect example of where you'd want to have that old version. Yep, as well. Exactly. And it seems that the issue with the iPhone seems to be in really close up photography. So if you're taking a picture of a document or something like that, further away, it doesn't seem to happen as much, but, and it may not happen to you at all. So um, yeah. we're definitely tracking that one. And these two are two absolutely separate apps. So two different types of code that are being used in the apps. And so that's why there are two of them. But um, we highly recommend keeping them both and uh, keeping them both up to date. The legacy app probably won't change a lot over time until we can uh, sunset that app. But uh, the new app, obviously, that one will be changing a lot. And uh, we still have the Ira desktop app. It is still in a public beta, which means that you can use it. There are certain things that you will not be able to do on it, like doing a, 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 a screen control kind of thing without a third party app to help you out. But we have lots of information about that at ira.io slash desktop. Well, now we're going to get into it. The technology conference, the premier technology conference, I guess we can say, is CSUNATC, which is the California State University Northridge Assistive Technology Conference. I can't believe I got all that. And here to talk about it, we, we had quite a crew at CSUN this year, and uh, it was wonderful to meet so many people. But Troy, let me, let me just get some of your impressions with probably the buzzword or th that was at CSUN this year, AI. Oh, we're going to start with AI. Well, we may, yeah, we might as well start with the big one. <laughs> yeah, first remark, uh, this is the 38th version of CSUN. It's my seventh version. And I go there every year. It's, it's um, 
I probably say this about all my conferences, but it is it is one of my favorite. I am a technologist deep down, and there's nothing more exciting than going to CSUN to see, you know, people we know, but also to see what's new and exciting. Um, fun fact: this year was about 85 percent of attendance relative to pre-COVID levels, so 100 percent. So there's a lot of people there walking around, talking. It was noisy. It was fun. You know, it was nonstop. And then um, in comparison to last year, I learned it was about 50% attendance. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, from the trend of uh, worldwide health, uh, we're headed in the right direction. And CSUN was a ton of fun. Um, let's, yeah, let's talk about AI. And, you know, let's not forget, you know, Ira is uh, named after, you know, the ambition to be artificial intelligence for remote assistance. And AI is a, I'd like to hear what Mike has to say about this. Ultimately, I'm always asked, like, hey, what, what's what's Ira doing with AI? And, you know, what do you see in the future of AI? And I've studied AI for a long time. It's a very broad term. There's many types of AI. And I think right now we can see in the marketplace for getting assistive tech, there's more and more AI being deployed, whether that's, uh, you know, continuing on with computer vision, you know, self-driving cars, self-flying vehicles. Um, you know, everyone's talking about chat GPT, right? Like whether or not um, mm -hmm. that is where it's used, what's appropriate, how effective is it? Is is the outcome from AI is what's being provided? Is that like a sentient, you know, sentient being? Is that like just data? Like how does it work? How does it get programmed? Will it replace us here on the monthly Explorer call? We yeah, ask I ourselves. <laughs> I can tell you personally, you know, we're, we're, we play around with that. We're looking at ways to leverage it. Um, you know, kudos to uh, to those who are. I know Be My Eyes had an announcement about leveraging uh, ChatGPT. We haven't, I talked to the CEO there. They're pretty excited about it. And um, ultimately, um, you know, I, I can't not say, how about it? AI is like central to good maps, right, Mike? I mean, this is, this is, you know, the future, but at the end of the day, AI is software, it's a tool, it's a technique, and it's a powerful one because ultimately it requires less coding and less rules, you know, less hard-coded rules to get to answers. I think for us, uh, you know, just reflecting on it, uh, maybe anticipating a question, I was asked a bunch like, what's, what's Ira going to do with AI? When are we going to see Chloe return and those kind of things? Oh my. Yeah, right? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I would say this. I think where where we're going to invest in AI is wherever it makes sense, right? Like just maybe stating the obvious. And if it works well in the customer experience, that's great. But our hypothesis is that Ira is Ira's a solution that does well in shades of gray. So there are so many tools out there, so many new tools, so many existing ones, and they've been around for a while. And I I, I expect they're going to get better. There'll be new ones, but often the reason you call us the reason you're using ira is whatever the tool or the technique that you know might work isn't working or it's not working efficient enough and where efficiency is critical so the alternative ai isn't working that's when you engage ira and that's that's where we're going to invest so whether that's better matching of agents whether that's how we schedule agents whether that's the intelligence that we provide to our agents i think that's where you're going to see ai powered and I'm going to leave it to the marketplace because there's so many tools out there that are using AI directly, you know, um, 
I think I think let's figure out what the best tool is out there. Let those companies, those entities pursue. And and so you'll see us improve over time with internal AI. Interesting. And I think framing it that way really gives people a lot to think about when it comes to AI. So, Mike, you have been a longtime attendee, presenter, heavily involved in the CSUN conference. What what were your thoughts this year on on our buzzword going in? Yeah, nice to be here. I think my first year at CSUN was probably in 1995, so approaching 30 years. Um, I'm I was interested to hear that that attendance, Troy, because I I felt like it was as busy as any year I remembered. Mm. Uh, it it really um, it was really fun. Lots of people coming by, stacked up at the booth. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed to be what would, was different is people wanted to talk 15, 20, 30 minutes. And it's like, yes. there's other people waiting. <laughs> um, but it was fun to actually engage. People had questions. They, they, they wanted to dig into some things. So I, I really appreciated the, that attendance. Uh, I had two presentations and those are well attended. They had this new broadcast um format this year that I thought was really good with kind of a panel approach. I had an, uh, JJ from AT Guys was interviewing me about good maps. As far as AI, um, I've just been reading along with everybody else about the chat GPT and hearing examples on, you know, Mosin at large and other places about uh, how it's working. And so I, I downloaded the Bing app and I've been playing with it. And I think what the two things. One is that the AI right now, in terms of our context for getting information and description, is kind of a, it's in transition. It's a stepping stone. So you have to stumble around a bit before you get stuff that's really productive and useful all the time. And I think I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like necessarily being beta testers and <laughs> fumbling through that, but I I think that's part of the process, and it's good to appreciate the the benefits as well as the weaknesses. What I like about the Chat GPT so far is the the fact that you can carry on a conversation. Yes. So I ask it a question about a topic, it gives me an answer, and that's not enough. So I follow up and I ask another question. Normally, in in your typical Google search, you'd have to go back and reiterate or type in new stuff. So I really like that piece of it. Mm-hmm. And I think the ability to send a picture and get commentary on a picture is really a, a, a big step forward that is going to be particularly useful for blind people. Absolutely. And querying that picture, um, as I've seen a couple demonstrations of folks doing, is really interesting. So we have a couple people here, Jody and Sandy, who were both first timers, along with myself at uh, CSUN this year. So Jody, what were your, as a product manager, what did you see this year? Uh, thoughts about the conference in general and then the whole proliferation of AI? Yeah, I don't know if I have a lot of thoughts on the AI part of it, um, but I really enjoyed getting to talk to all of our explorers um, in real life. It, that was amazing for me, um, especially this is the first time where I have had, 
you know, a launch. I've done many launches in my life, but to have that, why we were right there and to, to hear people's feedback right there and for them to show me how they use the product was incredible. Um, and also just to see so many explorers, um, to be honest, I've never been around so many people with, you know, seeing the dogs and the canes and all the tech and all just, um, it was just incredible. So I was really thankful to be there and, and to learn so much and hear so many people's stories and connect. And uh, I will tell you, folks, those halls were packed. I, I have to say that I, I went to NFB last summer, and that was a little, oh, we're all out, big crowds again. But this was this was 10 times that. Lots and lots of folks there. But it was really fun, though, to actually get together with people again. Sandy, this was your first CSUN as our marketing manager, you know, doing a launch, uh, meeting with some of our access partners while we were there. Um, what else stood out for you? Two big things stood out. So I often, not always, but often think of things through the lens of marketing and the lens of storytelling. And what became so evident to me was we all know what Ira is. We all think of Ira as, as a, a thing, a noun, a being, and we think of it as a verb. We call an IRA agent. I'm calling IRA. You almost think IRA is the actual verb. So we know it also well. What became really clear to me in talking with people during CSUN, there's still so many people who don't know what IRA is. And so when we start the conversation, or when I started the conversation and asked questions about visual interpreting, slowly people start to shake their head up and down and say, I'm beginning to understand. And it just gave me so much more insight into how we communicate to all of the organizations and the states and the other entities that we're looking to uh, provide service. That was, that was an important experience to have. And then you asked about AI. Yeah. And through the lens of a marketer and storytelling, I know there's huge opportunity. I, I would like to believe I'm not naive. I absolutely know there's huge opportunity. Uh, and I was going to use the word but, but I don't want to use the word but. There's equal opportunity for us to keep reminding everybody that there's a, there's a place for everything, and there's tremendous value in what the human does. And in this case, the IRA agent is the human, what the human does, and the value of the human-to-human -human connection. So for me, I think it's starting to understand how we all live and play and work together, not a sort of which one is better than or not as good as. But it took a little bit of listening and and being part of conversations to come to that. Okay, we'll figure out how we how together how together we deliver an even stronger visual interpreting service for for all of you. So I um I really enjoyed my time there. It, I, I learned a lot as you can hopefully hear in my uh in my words. <laughs> I just wanted to give an example that kind mm -hmm. of uh, addresses what uh, Sandra was just talking about. Ooh, yes. uh, here's an anecdote. So um, 
I have some ties with maps on them, as you might guess, being a map person. <laughs> oh, how cool. And they okay. have really <laughs> and they have really tiny street names on them. So if, if you look at them closely, you can figure out that's Market Street in San Francisco. That's uh, Whitecliffe Street in London. Oh, wow. And I, I've lost track of which um, cities are which. So I use my different tools, t- taking pictures, calling up agents, saying, what, what is this tie of? What city is this? And the print is so small that it's difficult for them to see. So the fact that the IRA agent could take a picture and zoom in gave them an extra edge on figuring out what that was. But with one of the ties, they still couldn't figure out the words. So the very creative agent said, well, let me look it up on Google. And I thought, how are you going to do that? And she looked up the name of the company, found the map tie company, looked at the other ties that they offered and found one that matched my tie and said, that's Rome. Oh, wow. And I thought, that is impressive. Yeah. And that's really why you you need your toolbox and all these different things. But in the end, you may also need some eyeballs and some brains. Wow. That is very like, impressive, you Mike. Of, uh, you remind me of something you've always said. It stuck with me. Um, yes, there is a toolbox. But I think the future as well is where it all merges together and making it easier to go between pool and pool and having that context carry along so you don't have to maybe repeat to the IRA agent what you were already trying to do with the AI tool or vice versa. And um, it's kind of like the chat GPT is doing a little bit, right? That's synthesizing. You don't have to do the ton searches. And I think that's the future we're going to look to. And so I kind of conclude as well, it's a, it's a, it's an end, not an or, right? And then the future is about making the, kind of integration, if you will, or that moving between tools and context easier, which I think AI will play a role in as well. Um, so I think it's, it's all, it's, I conclude, I, I, I love the future, I'm a futurist, um, there's certain problems to be solved, but it's great to see, you know, smart humans are figuring out how to work together and, and create these, these, these frameworks and, and capabilities that, you know, wouldn't, weren't there 10, 20, certainly 50 years ago. No. Trey, I wanted to know because CSUN is not all about the exhibit hall. There are a number of presentations going on. They had a uh, live TV studio that you could tune into while you were there. Uh, And those presentations, I believe, are going to be made available. Uh, And then also some of the keynote presentations were, and the general sessions were made available. Were there any workshops that you went to that were particularly interesting that really got you uh, revved up? I don't know if you're leading the witness because you were in the one that uh, got Oh, me. not at all. <laughs> I think the minute I utter what I'm going to talk about, people are going to go, really? That was exciting? But I'm going to tell you why it was exciting. So um, Janine and I um, went, it was a, it was a lunch session, uh, even though we didn't have lunch, it was a noon session, and it was a birds of feather. It was government and policy. And I know a lot of you are going, oh my God, that sounds, yep. that sounds, yeah. How was yeah. that exciting? <laughs> and so we walked into this room, there are about eight tables fully, and we weren't there late. It was already pretty full. Yeah. And um, what it was is folks from, you know, federal organizations who focus on accessibility and standards, state organizations. And then there was 
actually a surprising international contingent, you know, from, from Japan, from Thailand, from South America. I can't, there, there, there are others. And so why were we there and why was that exciting? Well, for one, we were there because um, state of Colorado, you know, as we know, recently launched a statewide deployment of IRA. And I can tell you, they are, you know, completely, they're, they're so excited about that, that event and also the legislation that they passed that I guess there's a $2,500 fine if someone finds an inaccessible experience on a yeah. federal site paid directly to the individual, right? Mm-hmm. So how cool is that? But ultimately, um, we're there just to learn more about, you know, how the, you know, the feds, the federal government and the states and those who um, work in the legislative angles there, because we're warming up for our bigger, you know, launch of visual interpreting. We've talked about this and I bent a bunch of people's ears at CSUN, you know, the idea that we're going to separate what we do here at IRA, visual interpreting from the brand IRA. Uh, And the reason we're doing that is to make it more clear to those who are yet you know, to be exposed to visual interpreting, this is a, it's an accommodation like others that is a tool. And so that's why I was there. And that's what I was excited about to learn some of the language. And then here, frankly, a lot of the states, for example, raising their hand going, hey, state of Colorado, what did you do? How did you do it? Can we meet up and talk more about it? So um, maybe for the rest of you, what this means is um, coming to a state near you or that you live in at some point is the idea that the state will provide visual interpreting for certain uh, use cases, just like Alabama and Colorado and Connecticut have provided. Yeah, it was quite amusing to hear Colorado used as a verb. Oh, we want to do a Colorado, you know, we want to Colorado our state too. And these initiatives are coming from governor's offices. So if you are somebody who is on maybe a governor's advisory panel or something like that, um, this is the place to start talking and, uh, you know, get in touch with us because we can connect you to the folks in Colorado who are happy to share their knowledge and their effort is across the range of accessibility. So it's not just about IRA, not just about blindness or low vision, but it's really pretty far reaching. So, um, and they were happy to announce at the conference toward the end of the conference that they are now also covering employees of the state of Colorado too. So that was exciting. So if you are a state government employee, um, you know, uh, certainly if you would like to know more, um, give us a, an email or a call and we can uh, get you positioned to talk to those folks. Let's go around that exhibit hall. Mike was there, and and I actually forgot to get to you about the presentations. Were there any presentations that really took you by storm and uh, and really got you excited? <laughs> the, the only presentation I went to was Good Maps. Um, this is this is one <laughs> thing about exciting about that, right? <laughs> This is one thing about having a booth is you're tied down and so you don't get to go around the exhibit hall as much. And uh, certainly with presentations, I can't get away for a couple hours. So Mm -hmm. uh, I I thought I thought my sessions went well. Um, Good maps had mapped the good maps had mapped the uh, the the hotel, the Anaheim Marriott. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, we mapped the exhibit hall. So Uh I was able to set IRA as a destination and get navigated from our 100 block over to the 
600 block for wherever you guys were with turn by turn direction. So that was pretty awesome. You were in the other room. For those who don't know, there are usually two rooms at CSUN. We were in the same one. Ah, ah, okay. See, I never did figure out the numbering system, but. uh, Yeah, and and we could uh, give you uh, turn by turn directions across from the marquee ballroom over to the grand ballroom to other exhibits over there. So that was neat. Um, I was also impressed that some of these companies have made, they're making a huge commitment to accessibility. Our next door neighbor was Amazon. They had over 60 uh, people attending. Um, I was told Hilton had over 30. Wow. uh, Lots of people from CVS. And um, so not only the state governments, but I think a lot of these corporations are making some huge commitments. And that was part of what I got out of the exhibit hall. Um, I would say that people were talking about uh, Braille displays. Oh, yes. Uh, there's there's some new developments. Um, uh, you know, and Braille displays may seem like they've been the same thing for 40 years. It's a little bit smaller, but the same price. Uh, but a lot of, um, I think a lot of improvements and some new features in those. Of course, the um, the APH Humanware Monarch, as they're now calling it, the 32-character, 10-line display mm-hmm. that gives you graphics was uh, was probably one of the major items um, at the conference. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to get my hands on that one, but I did look at the dot oh. pad from the dot company mm-hmm. from South Korea, and that was amazing. I I you know I was ready to carry it home with me, <laughs> but um, and then of course the products from Orbit Research. Uh, there is a new computer out there. It's a Windows computer that is very customizable with a, I believe it's a 40 cell uh, Braille display with it, one line on that. And that will be coming out, I believe, this summer, maybe next, maybe a little year. bit later. Yeah, next year. But, First uh, quarter it, of next year. And it's mo- it's modular. So they're, yeah. they're sort of getting on the, um, the idea of the f- form factor of the, the old L Braille, which was mm-hmm. kind of complicated to use, but had the benefits of a Windows computer and running JAWS and or NVDA and so yeah, forth. This one has got NVDA right in there and uh, looks like it's going to be a really interesting product. And uh, I actually, I can empathize with the booth. I didn't get out as much as I wanted to, but um, so Sandy, did you, were you able to walk around to the booths? I know we had Amazon, we had Sony. They had an adorable little robot dog that I never got to see. <laughs> no, I don't know if Sandy and Jody, um, yeah, if you guys got to see that. I did walk around a bit. I walked around a bit on my own. And I also walked around a bit with Troy, who was the perfect guide, giving me the, the if everybody knows what cliff notes are, the cliff <laughs> notes story about many of the different exhibitors, their history and sort of where they are today. I um, I have two, two comments. One about being interested in the monarch, um, uh, not for me, but for a family member. And I realize we're still a bit away from it being commercially available. But wow, that was um, that was impressive to see. And then my second comment, not about the exhibit hall. My favorite session was lunch on Tuesday afternoon with Mike May. Ha ha! I see. <laughs> I wasn't in yet, so lucky you. Wow, <laughs> awesome. Anyway, I didn't. I only was. I, I only went to our session um, 
much of the same lament as everybody else. We were all manning, manning or womaning or personing our booths. Jody, anything from the exhibit hall that really took you by surprise or, or really got you going? I spent a lot of my time at the booth, and I'm hoping that in the future I get to walk around a little bit more. So I will definitely be doing that. Um, I need that Troy tour. I need a, that VIP yeah. experience. <laughs> well, it's amazing how many people Troy knows, actually. And so I did uh, see Stevie Wonder. I did see ooh. Stevie Wonder. Yeah, we didn't actually get to meet Stevie Wonder, but uh, I think he probably walked past our booth once. So <laughs> we were uh, touched by greatness, sort of. So, um, but Stevie is usually there every year, um, really interested in the technology. And probably that was one of the biggest pluses was being able to get your hands on products again regardless of the product just getting your hands on something to to mm -hmm. look at it and copious amounts of hand sanitizer were consumed but um it was just really really nice to uh got to see the hymns sense player which mm -hmm. yeah that will soon have a screen reader on it that will allow you to download download android apps and so that will be a you know a potential place for yeah. ira to show up again you never know you know i should mention that uh you know electronics software everything is getting less expensive there's cameras and sensors on more things mm -hmm. we talk about anytime there's a camera connected to the internet there's an option for ira to you know play a role there right as the interpreter mm -hmm. And you know, we certainly saw we saw more of that. Um, I saw another app, by the way, that I thought was pretty cool. I don't I don't know how well it works, but you know, when you think about AI, AI is often deployed best on very narrow problems. And so there's this app that's only available on iOS. It's called OKO. Oh yes, mm. yeah, yeah, I used it. Did yeah. you, Mike? Did it? How did it work? Well, they have some. They have any number of disclaimers. <clears throat> One is that it doesn't work at night, mm -hmm. so that's that's you know these. It's still evolving, but people have been mm -hmm. working on detecting signal lights for years. So this is a real breakthrough. Um, unfortunately, the streets near CSUN, Harbor Boulevard is eight lines, <clears throat> eight lanes oh. wide, oh. and uh, Catella is six, mm -hmm. and. Wow. It couldn't pick up that far. I mean, you're talking 150 feet. Yeah. Wow. So, um, but once I got halfway across Harbor, then it started beeping oh, and wow. showing me that, uh, you know, that it was okay to walk. I'm, I'm oh, glad wow. it wasn't saying don't walk. <laughs> so this app actually looks at the streetlights. It looks at it the does. traffic signals. Mm -hmm. It will even pick up like, um, you know, a bus, you know, when they have above usually the, uh, the driver's window of buses, the, you know, name of the boss or the line, and so um, they, they've done some cool things. And so I didn't, I didn't think about that might be the length and the distance, but you know, it gives you a hint of the future. Of course, my other favorite app was there, which is Good Maps. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to admit, it was pretty cool. Like um, I told you about this, but I'll tell the rest of the those who are listening. You know, while we're setting up for our booth, there's a gentleman who's walking around with this hand sensor. The best thing I can describe it, if you can imagine what, you know, the old Star Trek tricorder or, you know, the, it was this, this black device and it had a green strobing light. And this person's walking around and what they're doing is they're mapping the, the inside of the hall and walking pretty fast. So it's pretty, pretty awesome to see how quickly they map and, 
And then um, at CSUN, most of the time we know someone's using IRA because they're walking either, you know, the cane or guide dog, but they, they're holding their camera. You guys all know this, right? Mm-hmm. Their camera out, kind of panning around. Looks like they're talking to themselves, um, perhaps. And I uh, saw a lot of that, but, you know, sometimes that would be, you know, someone using good maps, using the front facing camera, you know, to, to orient and, and get the information. So that was, that's always fun to see. Um, of course, I always light up a little bit because that means uh, either Mike, Mike's company or Ira's helping, you know, with yeah. that with task. We had a, a number of people come up um, being guided to our booth with their Envision glasses. So, of course, you could yeah. hear the agent. So that was kind of fun. And uh, we got to see our friends at Envision there mm-hmm. and hear about what they're going to be doing also with some AI on the glasses. So stay tuned. They're having a webinar in April. You want to go to letsenvision.com and uh, get on their mailing list so that you can take advantage of that, see what is going on with Envision. Well, we have a few questions, Sandy, that got turned in ahead of time. And I think you all have answered the first one of them, which was about when Ira would get into AI and how we would use it. But we have a couple others. Sure, just bear with me for a split second. To no problem. Account. No problem. And and one but, of them actually oh, got them. Go ahead. Um, you. Go ahead. And then nope, I was going to say one of them actually involves uh, the Envision glasses. And many of you may have read something about Google discontinuing support for its enterprise glasses, one model of those. And try. I don't know if you would you like to speak to how that's going to affect us with Envision? I'll do my best. Um, of course, Envision's its own company and they, they, you know, develop, market, sell software that runs on, you know, iPhone or Android or in this case, the Envision glasses, um, and we have a strong partnership with them. They've done a fan, you know, say a fantastic job. Even though I know we're doing more to integrate that experience on Ira, so you know we'll continue. Um, I think they, you can ask them directly that they they are definitely confident about their ability to continue to support you know the hardware and ship more units. And so I'm fully confident that they're going to find their way through any obstacles that may or may not exist. Um, but ultimately, yeah, we'll continue to grow that integration to make it you know, more useful. Um, you all have asked for adding um, GPS so the agent knows where you are when using the glasses. Um, you all have asked, I think, us collectively, can we do get, get higher resolution photos? I, I believe they're working on I, No, I know they're working on that. But ultimately... Um, it's, it's great to have a partner with a hands-free solution and something they can focus on so we can focus on the service. You got it. All right. So just stay tuned to Envision. They've got this one. Yeah, they got the football. They're, they're good. <laughs> um, okay. I, have, I do have one question. Alrighty. Explorer Melody asked uh, just a specific how-to question when it comes to the new app. Uh, wondering if I download the new Explorer app and delete my legacy app, do I have to sign back in to my account and make any updates or adjustments to my profile? Or actually, she says profile profiles plural, so maybe she has more than one profile. I believe she does. And the answer, and Jody, you can back me on this one, but the answer is you will not need to delete 
the original app, which is now called Ira Legacy. You won't need to delete that, and you won't need to make any adjustments in your profile. All your information should be there. You may have to sign in when you're switching between the old app and the new app, right? You may have to actually sign in again, but it's a quick and easy process. And in the new app, you can do it either by phone number or by email, which can make it a little bit easier to copy that number over that four digit number, depending on how you're doing it. I think I got that one right, Jody. Yeah, I'd say the one thing um, I'm pretty confident you don't need to do you can, because I run both apps on my phone and I don't sign in and out once, ah. in both, right? In fact, nice. you can be signed in on your desktop app. You can be signed in on the new and old Explore app on iOS, and you can be signed in um, to your iPhone as well. And you could even, if you had a blind show, you could all be signed into all of them all at the same time. And what long gone you know, are the days but, yeah, when you had to completely like, sign out. <laughs> So, so that's one thing. Oh, you know, this is a this is something I I learned on the very last minute of the conference. So imagine, Joshua. I think Janine, you 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 had headed to the airport, but it was Joshua, myself, and Vinu. We closed, we shut down our booth. You know, we, we were packing it away. It was like it was over, and someone came running up, and um, I think they were from the New York Institute of. Mm, there, there was some some. They educate people on on all things accessibility, and they happen to use Iron. They came running up, and they, they had they had this question about like, can I use it on the iPad? And in particular, this individual had been loaning out their personal iPhone to students so that they could learn. And she, uh-huh. she's like, I'm getting tired of giving my phone uh-huh. to these students. Some are younger, their grubby little hands, right? And uh, I turned to Vinu. I'm like, huh, how does this work? And um, she had also asked about iPad. Well, our new native app works on the iPad. And it also allows you to log in with your email. And so, you know, for her, that was a good solution. Because the way, um, one of the ways we do access, especially at that location, is uh, people get a second profile that allows them to connect, in this case, to the school and use those minutes. And so... Um, but but I think the, the takeaway for all of you is know that we um, now support not just the iPad, but also the ability to sign in with email, which you mentioned, because mm-hmm. if you're on an iPad, you're, you know, the text is going to go to your phone and that might be a little right. hard to, to deal with. So that was kind of interesting to see how our new platform already unlocked the use case that before was a little messy. Wow. That's great. And I know we had a question about that. I was on a, a technology a podcast last night and someone asked about the iPad and I said I am 99.9% sure we work on the iPad and being able to sign in by email that's an extra plus uh, I also had a report from somebody last night who loves using the front-facing camera on their phone because they said it makes it so much easier to check your shirt, you know, if he has a bunch of shirts with writing and to find out which one very quickly. Also, if there are any stains, but also he has difficulty with one of his hands. And so he's not able to manipulate the phone as easily. And it's just so much easier to use that front-facing camera to look at certain things about his wardrobe and things like that. And I had never thought of that as a use case. But yeah, when you don't have to manipulate that phone a lot, you know, it's really great to be able to switch cameras. 
I'm just uh, sorry, Janine. I didn't mean to step mm-hmm. in. I want to I want to um, clap for Troy on the clever play on words about the grubby little hands and messy situation. Well done, <laughs> Sid. Let's open. Yes. Yep. Yeah, let's open the microphone for Austin, please. All right. Stand by. Speaking Austin. of, here is Austin. Austin, you're online. Uh, the one hand is actually me. I'm I'm um, I'm having a hard time to hold the the camera. The one hand, the the back. Right? Uh, where's my uh, what kind of shirt I'm wearing? And now the new app, it's really better. And you are indeed the person I was just talking about, actually, who gave that to me last Uh, night because I had never really thought about that as a use case. So, yeah, we are glad to hear that. Glad to hear it's working. And uh, now you can read those many shirts that you have. Uh, One question. Was the Uber coming back? Because now I have this love. Will we be bringing back Uber? Troy, thoughts? All right, I'm trying. I'm trying to wear my best, most um, diplomatic hat here. So, <laughs> let me tell you how I see it, and let me tell you what's happened, and maybe there's something you all can do. So, we use it. We we did immigrate with Uber, and it did work. And at some point in 2019, uh, Uber stopped supporting that API, and so we emailed them like, "Hey, can we? Can we?" we do something different? Can we work with you? And then COVID came out and even made it worse. Like not only were they not supporting it, they introduced some issues that we couldn't work around. And so we reached out, Hey, is there something we can do together? They just don't answer emails. They're very, I can't reach anyone there. There's no one that shows up at conferences. Um, I just don't think they're, they're not listening uh, to us. And I know there's others trying to work with Uber. I, I think Right now, they're just not prioritizing that use case. Is it because we support the blind and visually impaired community? I don't think so. I think it's at, at some level, they're, they're not supporting their API for the kinds of things we want to do. And despite a pretty consistent email campaign for myself, at least, I'm not getting any response. So um, I'm not, you know, I always say this, I, I can't tell you what to do. Uh, some companies listen to Twitter, some companies listen to their email, some monitor Facebook groups. But if anyone can help unlock and get us, you know, in, in front of someone at Uber where we could start to work on a solution, we would we would do it because I know for sure that's an important use case. I would say in the meantime, use Lyft. Yeah. Troy, I can I can comment on that. Ah, excellent, uh, Mike. <clears throat> They hired a new accessibility person about six months ago, and I've been giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're coming up to speed. Uh, I've told them about probably 10 different bug fixes in Uber. Mm-hmm. I don't think one has been addressed yet. Um, I will bring, I've not reminded them of this issue. I will, and I'll put you in touch with them so you can bug them as well. But I share your concerned that at a, at a more senior level, they're just not committed to getting this right. Right there is the power of networking, folks. Um, thank you so much, Mike. And hopefully we can get this accessibility person and uh, and get our Uber support back 
for everybody, but absolutely in the meantime, take Lyft. Um, it does work with the new app. You can uh, get your, if your profile, if you have been connected in the old app, I believe you will be automatically connected in the new app. Am I correct about that? I think mine was automatically connected when I went in. If not, it is a quick and easy process to do to link the two accounts. Um, Sandy, do we have any questions in the Q&A? Oh, no. Uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. We don't have any unanswered questions in the Q&A. There have been eight so far, and I've answered them. Uh, a couple were questions. A couple were tips from one explorer to the rest of the group tonight. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word. Uh, but we've got one or two more raised hands. So let's do those. Okay. Back, let's, back let's, you. Sure. 502. You're, you yep. can, your microphone should go. Yeah. Hi, this is Terry Turlaw. Hello, Miss Janine. Oh, we, goodness. Hello, Terry. Way from the dark ages in Columbus. But I, I was, was going to say, a dear old friend of mine. Yeah. But I, first of all, there's, I can't say enough that's wonderful about Ira, but could you review what is going to happen if anything with artificial intelligence? Are you guys looking at that? Go for it, Troy. So, you know, AI is a huge thing. Are we are we going to plug that GPT in and do a kind of a similar uh, similar feature that a lot of apps already have? No, we believe that our mission is and, and our best use is to connect you with a trained IRA agent as quickly as possible, and we're going to apply AI to the features that you already use. So in the far future, we hope and will, I should so not just say hope, we, we will be looking at how to even better match your call to the, the best agent available for the task at hand. That's an example where AI can help. So I don't, you are not going to see us anytime soon. I mean, I could always change my mind. We're not going to be developing autonomous or, you know, non-human experiences with AI like we did before. So, um, but if you if you have reason to believe we should, I would love to hear that. I think our best our best use of our engineering and time is to figure out how to make human to human experience better and let the broader market focus on using AI for you know non-human, non-interactive experiences. Um, and I applaud, like, again, I think it's awesome to be in this, in this community and, and with all of the innovators there. And, um, and we hope they do more, right? Because that means that you can use IRA for the most critical things. And maybe some of the things that we do today over time um, that are easier to implement with AI will, will be solved that way. So what do you think? And Terry, I know you have been in the education space for quite a while in your career. Um, so, you know, any thoughts on that? Well, what I, you know what, I'll pop in and add. I don't know what time you joined the call, but earlier in the call, Troy did talk about this um, at length. And so when Janine shares the recording in the podcast, uh, it would be it would be worth a listen. Uh, obviously, that's a topic that's of interest to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I have a question. I was hoping somebody would ask, but since no. they didn't. Yeah, um, go for what, it. I'm a big fan of Ira Live. What is its future? Ooh, good one. Because as you all may know, Ira Live is not currently in the new app. 
which is how you can tell them apart. Somebody asked me, how can I tell them apart? I said, look at that bottom line. If you see live, you're in the Legacy app. <laughs> so Jody, Troy, any words about I Ira Live? I to, to, to Jody, but I'm just going to point out, this is a case where um, it's never been in the Android app, right? That's another example of what we're solving for, having a single platform, a single uh, experience. So Jody, what do you say about Ira Live? Yeah, you hit the nail right there. Um, so because it was never on Android, it was something, you know, that's going to take time to redesign. And it's something that we want to make very useful um, and works for both of those experiences. So um, not saying that it won't be back. It's just something that needs a lot more time. And we want to design it um, to make sure it would be released as more of a premium feature in the future. So just not right now, but um, in the future could be something we consider um, for both of those experiences. Another reason to keep the legacy app. Yep, you got it. Especially if that is part of your workflow, something that maybe you use in your job privately. That's or my publicly. play flow. Ooh, <laughs> fun. I, we've had some fun live sessions lately. So including, I do believe, I listened to a really fun one, Mike, of your wife at the Pike Street Market. That was so much fun getting descriptions of the vendors and everything. I was like glued to that for an over an hour, I think. <laughs> yeah, so, we had some fun ones. Yeah, that was great. Well, Mike, I'm going to start with you to wrap up. Any final thoughts on sort of the well, probably the next uh, through the end of the year in technology? Oh, gosh, I'm always thinking about tomorrow. Uh, but um, I, I've been a, a huge fan of hands-free use. And so I'm thrilled to see that Envision AI is doing that. And um, there's ARX and there's a new company, Celeste, working yeah. on this. So there's there's always um, benefits when there's, you're not the only one in the market. We push each other. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm happy to see that the, the hands-free application is, is something that's moving along. And in the meantime, I got a new lanyard. Uh, they called it a neck wallet. And I've been enjoying using that. Nice. I Sandy described that to me from CSUN. She said Mike's yeah. got quite the neck gear there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Awesome. And, and and the um what did I call it uh, that we need to do one with a pocket watch like tether at the bottom. See, I told mm -hmm. you I told you all my favorite session was lunch with Mike. This is where <laughs> this is where I learned all about the what works and what features are missing from the neck wallet. Mm -hmm. And just hope it doesn't cover up too much of that tie because those ties sound fascinating. <laughs> now, I, now I'm going to have to look for the tie company that has maps because, boy, those would be great gifts for a few people I know. <laughs> Sandy, let's let's go for you. Any, any thoughts to wrap up? We have so many new access partners who have contacted us in the last, well, since the beginning of the year. It's been just unbelievable. Just exciting and the sky's the limit. I think I've said plenty tonight. I'm going to pass it, pass it back to you. <laughs> All right. Well, Troy, let's wrap with you and get your thoughts. Well, first off, I need some help from everyone here. I got to decide what tie, if if Mike wears a map tie, he works for good maps. Mm. <laughs> you need a see-through tie. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking a talking tie. I don't know. I'm sure you guys have ideas that you can you can email me your ideas on that. Um, no, I I think we're off to a great year. I think uh, you know there's 
there's always seems like the the globe is giving us something uh, new every year. We got we got a little financial issue going on, but ultimately, you know, we're now looking ahead to the the summer conferences. Where we'll get to engage again. I hope to see some of you there personally. And I just uh, you know I'm really having a hard time keeping my mouth shut because ultimately we got this new app. <laughs> And there's so much promise ahead because now we can iterate, you know, a little faster than we did before. And so, you know, that's in part where my heart is. And the other place my heart is at is, you know, ultimately delivering IRA to, to more access partners as always, right? Because and, and visual interpreting. So I'll, I'll leave with this. I mean, you've heard it before, but I will probably never shut up on this now that we're on this mission, which is visual interpreting as a concept is still not well known and well understood, even though it is a concept I think we can all agree on. And once once I think we have industry alignment and all the way to employers, to the federal government, it just means that there's another accessibility tool that will be more easily funded, you know, by states and federal government. And so that's really the mission ahead. And, you know, as the CEO of IRA, I'm going to do everything in our my power, including with uh a new hire that we we haven't announced aren't announcing yet but you know we have our, our bp level role that's going to help make that a possibility so that's really what i'm thinking about is visual interpreting you can certainly send us your question to support at ira.io and we would be happy questions comments uh anything i'm looking now for my magical braille calendar which has apparently fallen on the floor um so our next call folks will be when i find the correct month here i have many different braille calendars so we are looking at april and that will be april 19th there's the braille calendar yay little one there and so april 19th we will be back with you with more news i'm sure more updates on the app and possibly more special guests i'd like to thank mike may for joining us tonight from good maps and a longtime friend of ira and uh, mike we wish you all the best going forward it's always great to see you in person pleasure to be here and then we have jody barthel our product manager great to be here Sandy Marcus, our VP of Marketing. Thank you for having me. Good night, every. Well, I don't know if it's night every place, but goodbye <laughs> or good night, everyone. It's getting there. And Troy Attilio, our CEO, who will be at the Inclusive Innovation Innovators Innovation <laughs> event on Friday at the San Francisco Lighthouse with Mike May of Good Maps. With well. Mike May of Good Maps. All right. Mike and I are hanging out this week. It's a great start. Middle of the week, I should say. Good night, awesome. everyone. All right. And from my wonderful producer, Sid, who is back with us, as you can tell. Thank you so much, Sid. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Awesome. Well, this has been Janine Stanley for IRA.